0: Are you in the early stages of divorce, overwhelmed by an avalanche of hurt, fear, and uncertainty? Desperately wanting to regain some control over your life? What if you could calm the mental and emotional chaos and begin to feel clear, calm, and empowered through your divorce? With our five essential tips, you will rapidly turn your suffering into powerful insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to DivorceRecoveryLifeline.com and download our free Divorce Survival Kit today. is it's like, it's like that drop shipped into a foreign country. There's a lot you don't know. And what's going to happen is your friend who got a divorce is going to tell you how it's going to be. But it's not really going to be that way. It was just that way for him or her. And your soon-to-be ex may tell you exactly what you are and aren't getting, what you can and can't do. And that's his or her perspective. It's not real and it's not true. And so one of the most vital things to do in these early stages is to get educated and not by friends and family and soon-to-be exes, but rather by the emotional professionals like like divorce coaches and therapists by the legal professionals and financial professionals welcome to the divorce roadmap series comprised of 24 episodes designed to be your guide through each leg of the practical divorce journey be powerfully prepared as top experts in the field, advise you on each logistical stage from the agonizing question of should I stay or should I go through the complex legal, financial, and parenting choices before you to your future plans for housing, budgeting, and co-parenting post-divorce. show is understanding the divorce landscape. There are so many overwhelming emotions when you enter divorce and divorce in and of itself has so many different parts to it that it's understandable that you're completely overwhelmed. In fact, it may feel as though somebody is pushing you out of a plane and you're parachuting into a foreign land where you do not know the landscape, and you do not have a translator. And so our intention today is really to be that roadmap and that translator for you. Today's show is to take a look at all of the different aspects of divorce, all of the things that you think about and worry about and ruminate over, uh, and then to Pull you back into a first things first approach so that you're not so incredibly overwhelmed. So the first thing I want to say is if you're in a place where you can grab a pen and paper, we're going to go through a rather long list of all the different aspects of divorce. And you may want to jot these down. And then we're going to break it down into what you can do given where you are right now.
1: And we'd like you to keep in mind that thousands and thousands of people divorce and while it feels like the end of the world, it's not. It's a it's a relatively short season in your life that you can chunk into pieces and handle effectively. So remember that. Everybody survives. Everybody survives. And there's two things
0: that I want to suggest. One is that you listen for what does connect with you during today's show, (coughs) listen for what does connect with you today during today's show. We're talking broadly. So if you're in an amicable divorce versus um, a more hostile situation, some things will and won't relate. Don't just let go of the things that don't relate. And secondly, throughout the show, we're going to be cautioning you on an emotional front to uh, be aware of the reactions, advice, and stories that you get from other people. And so so that will be peppered throughout the show. So as we dive in, the first thing is on a personal level, all of the things that happen, you've decided to leave, or you've been told by your spouse that they want a divorce. And then there comes all of those personal changes. How do you cohabitate with your once the decision to divorce has happened? And what does that look like physically? Does somebody stay in the master bedroom and somebody leave? Emotionally, how do you navigate the common spaces of the household? How do you uh, how do you interact with each other in front of the children if there are children? How do you begin to negotiate? all of the feedback that you're going to get, because divorce isn't just between you and your spouse. It actually impacts this larger family and even social circle. You want to talk about that, Lise?
1: Yes. Uh, and I want to add, in the to begin, before I talk about the social circles, that there's a redistribution of parenting responsibilities because whereas during your marriage you've been parenting together once you know you're moving towards divorce you get to co-parent individually and creating space for that becomes important so the kids get familiar with the changes that are going to happen and then when you talk about what's changing with your environment around you divorce is not just for the couple that's divorcing. Of course, it's for the children. It's also for your in-laws, for your own parents, for your siblings, your cousins. It It changes family events, who's going where, and friendships. So all of it, as you navigate the divorce, you'll be sensitive of there's not only your emotions through divorce, And the changes it's having making for you, but also all of the community that's known you as a couple and they're beginning to figure out how to work with guys as two individuals. As you as you
0: enter this, this first part, as we just talk about the, the personal connections, the immediate family, the extended family, and your social circle, one of the things that's gonna happen is everyone's gonna have a reaction, everybody's gonna have an opinion, and a whole bunch of people might have like horror stories they wanna tell you. And so when we pull back to, well, what's first things first? If you're in the early stages, first things first is to begin to notice. What where you're triggered because there's some real work that you can do there. If you're triggered by other people's reactions and to notice also what you need. So for instance, who is your support network here? You have all of these people who are in your life and who love you. And that doesn't mean that they should all be on your A-list support team. And so to begin to say, who, who are the people who are looking out for my best interest, who are rising me up instead of pulling me down or jumping in the sandbox with me to complain about my situation? Who are the people who are healthy and who are helping me move forward in a healthy way? And who are the people who are are reacting or telling stories that I'm not, that aren't helping me and then to create boundaries. So the first things first is noticing where you're triggered, beginning to set some boundaries and beginning to pick and choose very consciously who your support network is going to be. And I just want to plug the 12-step program again here, because as you go into this and you're triggered or you find that you're a people pleaser and you're doing something for someone else instead of yourself or whatever the circumstances is... The 12 step uh, recovery podcast that we have out is going to speak to all of these different emotional levels and how you can begin to work on yourself and and heal and hone and show up really strong and healthy. And so make sure to take a look at that when you're when you're uh, done with the show.
1: And as we talk about your social circles, you can anticipate that there'll be some people who take sides, whether people take your side or your spouse's side, be wary of that. If you don't feel better or more centered and more empowered after speaking with friends or anyone in your social circle, then you might want to consider that they are way below your A-list. You want people who are going to support you in a way that actually does support you. Um, you can anticipate that certain people are going to avoid you. You can take it as a rejection, but you don't need to. You can actually look at it as they're trying to figure out their thoughts. Of of the equation When it comes to divorce And It's just Remarkably Useful even speaking to your Grown children To be as neutral As possible uh, Stick to the facts And find out how They're feeling not so you can solve it But just so they have an opportunity To To Get it off their chest and um, get clear for themselves. Great points. Uh, the other
0: last thing on the personal front is, if you're in the early stages, you may ha- you may be wondering, well, who do I tell, when do I tell, how do I tell? In all of the pieces of today's show, we're going to have a full show on it. So we actually, there's coming up a full show on telling who to tell, how to tell, when to tell, both in terms of your children, your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, and all of that. And so, again, the key thing here is we know how much a thousand different things can fly through your head and you can worry about all of them at once. And our goal today is to kind of lay out the entire list of all of those things, but then to help you to pull back and just focus on what you need to focus on. So if uh, wherever you're at, figure out what's the next step and and make that your focus and put this long list together so that you have it and then you can literally put it aside. The second thing that we want to talk just a little bit about is um, getting educated. And the key thing here, because the rest of the show in some ways is going to talk about all the things you want to be educated on. The key thing is it's like, it's like that drop shipped into a foreign country. There's a lot you don't know. And what's going to happen is your friend who got a divorce is going to tell you how it's going to be, but it's not really going to be that way. It was just that way for him or her. And your soon to be ex may tell you exactly what you are and aren't getting what you can and can't do. And that's his or her perspective. It's not real and it's not true. And so one of the most vital things to do in these early stages is to get educated and not by friends and family and soon to be exes, but rather by the emotional professionals like like divorce coaches and therapists by the legal professionals and financial professionals. And so with that, unless you want to add something else, Lise, we can jump into the legal.
1: I do. There's an idea in as one enters divorce that every everyone has power but you. and it's not true not if you take your the decisions you can make think about what pace you want to go at and start talking about that Uh, just because someone says there's a court date on such and such day, if something happens in your life, if you get sick, if one of the kids gets sick, if there's a fire in the house or who knows something unanticipated, you can, you can ask if the deadline is malleable. And in most cases it is. So go into this realizing you have an equal amount of say as to what happens for you and when. And it will be very, very helpful to feel that you're not just being pushed around by currents that you have no control over, but that you're steering your own boat through this experience.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up. I think when it comes to pace there's there's two two points I'd like to make. One is one of the most valuable things I was told going through my divorce was that my divorce was going to move as quickly as the person in most resistance. And so I wasn't the person in most resistance and that was really very helpful because my ex uh needed time. He was really struggling. He dug his heels in and to know that it wasn't going to move faster than he was able to move. And of course, the courts do certain things if you're in the litigation process to move it forward. But to know that is helpful. And then to Lisa's point, if you're the one who is catching up, your spouse said they want to file are filing divorce and and you're feeling uh, pushed or cajoled to move along faster than you're comfortable doing, that's, I think, at least what you're talking about. You have the ability to say, I'm not ready and to slow it down. You do not have the ability. And certainly if you're in litigation to stall it, but there's certainly the ability to move at a pace that's comfortable for you so that you can process all that you need to process. And again, that's the type of information that you're attorney, uh, would be sharing with you. Our listeners often share that they've been on the fence about leaving their difficult marriage for far too long. What about you? Are you walking on eggshells, constantly trying to make sense of your spouse's black and white thinking, revisionist history, endless blame and accusation? Have you lost your voice, your self-confidence, even your belief that a better life is available for you? Imagine for a moment entering your divorce unflustered by your spouse's recriminations, certain of your legal rights, crystal clear on your next steps and secure in your support team would it be to feel guided and supported to create, practice, and implement a bulletproof plan to leave your marriage with grace and dignity? If this sounds like what you need to finally get unstuck, go to journeybeyonddivorce.com and learn more about our Get Off the Fence program. You can even book a call with a coach to ensure that this is the right program for you. Let's jump into the legal. And we're not gonna go into a lot of detail here, but we're gonna lay out the different parts of it. So when you look at, well, well, what does it mean to divorce? we're speaking to people all across the country, all, all across the world right now. And so everything that we say is general and you really want to speak to the people in, uh, to the experts in your country or in your state to get more specifics. In many places, uh, when you go through a divorce, you can, if there is really no disagreement, there's actually ways where you can both just file paperwork with the court and be done with it. The process for many involves either mediation where you and your spouse sit down with a mediator who's a neutral party and you discuss all of the various issues and you come to agreement. That's mediation. And that can't be with an attorney or a non attorney. That's right. And the second one is collaboration. Uh, Now, collaboration isn't available everywhere. In the United States, many of the states have collaboration. And that's where uh, you're not comfortable sitting down just with you and, and your soon to be ex for whatever the reasons are. So you hire your attorney, and he or she hires their attorney. And then the four of you sit down and collaborate. And the collaboration process can involve a neutral uh, person who is there to represent uh, or to discuss the children, a neutral person to discuss the finances. That's collaboration. Mediation and collaboration are completely outside of the court system and require a certain amount of uh, willingness to collaborate. And then the third one is litigation. And people tend to go into the litigation because there's a lack of transparency, a lack of communication, a lack of collaboration or a real imbalance or uh, life experience of abuse or something like that, in which case litigation, or if it's a highly complex case, litigation ends up being perhaps a better option. And so when you begin to educate yourself to learn about what are all of the options available for me, all of the avenues with which I can get divorced. And then given your situation, your person. Thanks for joining us on the journey beyond divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon. A free rapid relief call helps you gain a broader perspective, commit to your best next steps and determine what coaching support is right for you. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call today.